fellow listeners, and welcome to this podcast with me, Drew Joshi, and no one else at the moment, because this is episode one. This is going to be all about me. Probably be slightly slower paced than my uh, next episodes that are coming up. There's just some things that I guess I need to tell you guys, some, some things that I need to let out. That's probably more what it is before we move on and talk to my guests. I guess it just uh, helps you to find out a little bit about me. In front of me, I've got a, a little booklet, a purple autograph booklet that I've had for about 15 years, give or take. Uh, more about that later on. Born and bred in Leicester, grew up in a small terraced house, went to Abbey Primary, if anyone has been there, big up Abbey. Good at math. Then I moved on to secondary school and I went to Saw Valley, big up Saw Valley again. Not many people uh, from Abbey Primary went there, so I was in the minority, but it was a great chance to make new friends. This is where I definitely made some of my best friends. Uh, most of the people that I'm in touch with to this day are from Saw Valley, so I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, just the experience, the opportunity to go there, learn, obviously, get my GCSEs, but apart from that, the people that I've met, the teachers that I've met, just the experience overall, I guess. Coming up in a few episodes, actually, is someone that I, I met at Saw Valley. He's a doctor now, so we'll, you got something to look forward to there. Did okay. After that, I went to QE, which is a sixth form college. It's basically where you go to do your A-levels, specialist A-levels, and this is where things started to go a little bit downhill, I think. This is my first experience of what I would call proper loneliness and um, proper, I don't know the words for it, it's just a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit awkward. You know when you don't have, you're not always around your friends, you've got lessons that you don't really enjoy. My first instance of like being sad and thinking why am I doing this, <laughs> a bit of an existential crisis at 16 or whatever it was, When why am I here, what am I doing here, that sort of thing. But yeah, um, quite a lot of my friends were there, there's just one or two subjects that I really didn't do too well in to be honest at A-levels. Maybe it was the college, maybe it was just me, maybe it was a, you know, a mixture of things, the teachers, maybe. No, it's never the teachers, they're all pretty good. <laughs> When I applied to uni, I applied to Loughborough Uni. Oh, this is a good story, actually. The day before the UCAS application was due in, I was, I still hadn't made my mind up about which course to do. I was either gonna do aeronautical engineering or physics. I'd spoken to a few people that had done engineering and that was, that's really where my interests are. Now, I'd spoken to a few people that had done physics at university. Um, one of my cousins had done it and he's, he was doing really well in life, a few years older than me. Also, another guy came to my college to talk to us about the UCAS experience, applying to uni, how life is at uni. So it was just one of those things where I was thinking, oh, what do I do? And it was, re it really was the night before, maybe like an hour before submission, where I changed all of my choices. I'd put all of them were engineering, aeronautical engineering, and I changed them all to physics because I thought it'll open up a few more doors for me. You're doing similar modules, you're learning similar things. Literally the night before, changed my options to physics. Um, a, B, B, something like that, were there requirements? I, I missed that completely. I got one A star in physics. The others, I got a C and a D. Hopefully you can tell why it, was, it wasn't it was a good experience for me. Physics, I really enjoyed that engineering type of thing more than the actual physics. But the other subjects, I was, um, one of them I had no friends in. I could, I just sat on my own. I didn't have anyone to talk to about the lessons, um, you know, just to look at their book maybe. And, you know, sometimes that's just all you need, just to look at their books and just to see that you're doing the right thing. You just need that confidence. But what can you do? It, it just didn't happen that year. It was a tough time, I was pretty chubby, put on quite a bit of weight when I was doing my A-levels. Then I started uni, I think first year uni I was pretty chubby. I did alright, uh, in my first year anyway. Freshers was <laughs> a bit of a scary experience for me because I am from an Indian background. My parents didn't have any sort of alcohol, any sort of clubbing, that sort of thing going on. Parties were just usually with my cousins, like kids parties, that sort of thing. So I went to uni and I was with all these people that enjoyed way more alcohol than I'd ever had. I had had a bit at my, I think it was my 16th birthday or something like that, you know, but it was, um, I'd never been fully drunk drunk. I just had a little bit to try, like a glass to try. So I distinctly remember this time, it was during freshers. Uh, I can't have been at uni for more than a week. 
met my flatmates, who seemed lovely. And one of my, well, he lived not in my flat, but right next door to my flat. So there was this thing called the sing-off. And it's basically a rap battle, but with a chance. And you're trying to prove that you're better than your, all the other holes and stuff like that during the chance. And it was a night out. It was held in the students' union. It was held in the club. So they'd announce the winners to the sing-off, that sort of thing. And everyone would just get drunk and party. Did the sing-off. And then we were we went into this like holding area. Room one, if you know where it is. And while we were there, the music absolutely destroyed my ears. I'd never been in a club before. Music was so loud I couldn't hear myself think. I couldn't hear the guy um, who lived in the flat next to me. I was with him. And so we, we were just sat there and th I was talking to him and I was like, so what do you like, what, what do we do now? And he's like, you know, you just have a drink and you start dancing. At the time, the thought was crazy. I was like, this is too loud. I don't like the music. It's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm aware of my comfort zone, so I literally went home. <laughs> I didn't stay for the who won the sing-off, that sort of thing. I just went home, but I don't know if I went to bed or watched a movie or something, spent the rest of my night in my room. First year of uni went fine, to be honest. It was really good. Enjoyed the modules, did well. Second year, things were getting a bit worse. It must have been my second or third year that I did start experiencing certain difficulties. Some of them were at uni. Second year, I think, went well. It was my third, well, second year is where things started to go wrong, where I started to get into bad habits. Um, I made some friends, but not friends that I would confide in, not extremely close friends. And um, third year is really where things started to go wrong. I lived in Loughborough. My parents and my, the rest of my family lived in Leicester, so not too far away. However, certain things happened in my family that I was unaware of. I'm not going to go into detail here. They didn't tell me about it. They tried to keep it from me. You know, it might affect my studies and that sort of thing. Obviously, eventually I found out and uh, I guess it, it did take a toll on me. I, was, I wasn't able to concentrate. At some point during my third year, my dad had a heart attack, uh, which contributed to it. I... Bought a motorbike, which got stolen that year as well. <sighs> it's um, It wasn't a good year. I moved in. In my third year, I lived with people that didn't always... Oh, I, need to, I need to pick what I say carefully, but they were good fun. Let's leave it at that. I had a pretty low tolerance or I would, for things like humour, pranks. I would just take it too personally, maybe. Yeah, third year, I ended up failing quite a few modules that year. Um, I, I, it's easy to say it was because of the things that happened back at home, but I don't know what it was. This is where I first experienced anxiety. I didn't know it at the time, but I would wake up and I just wish that I'd, I'd still been asleep because I'd hear, it was, it'd be like white noise. Imagine white noise, but it's just voices, loads and loads of different voices in my head saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. I had my project to work on. I didn't really make many friends on the actual course. There were quite a few, one or two, but they were doing different modules. I was doing the master's course, which is a four-year course, and they were doing the three-year course, so they were doing different things. We weren't exactly able to collaborate with each other, that sort of thing. Third year, I spent quite a lot of it, I'd say, in the library, just hiding from my education, hiding from my responsibilities, hiding from a lot of things that I really should have tackled head on. There was one exam, one module, that I had to retake three times. It was really a tough time for me. I'd never experienced something like that before. Most of my friends, as I said, were going to leave or had left and I wasn't able to collaborate with them because they were doing different modules. It was just, it was a tough position for me to be in. Did a bit of soul searching, I guess. It was, uh, I, I just have to thank my GP. My GP was excellent. Just so perfect. I've got no doubt that I would not be where I am right now. I would not have been able to finish my degree if it wasn't for that GP. I, I should probably go and visit after the situation's over and send her a thank you card or him a thank you card. Uh, try to keep it anonymous, didn't go too well. Just so in touch with what I was feeling at the time. They knew exactly what I was going through. They told me not to worry about my results, that they'd write me a, a letter. And then I, I went back and so I retook my third year. Her four year course should have taken me four years, but it took me five years, I guess. Um, not too much of a delay, but at the time it felt like my life was over. At the time I failed uni, it was 
I just thought, what am I going to do with my life? I'm going to have to pick another career, pay off all this debt that I'm in. Fourth year, stuck to myself. I, I remember it was difficult, but when I got out of it, I was like, I need to make a routine. And this is where I started doing things like making lists, making spreadsheets. My GP recommended that I, I see a therapist and I did. And it was, it was honestly great. It was all these little tactics, little things that I just picked up that I thought would never work, but I tried them and they did. It sorted my life. Out. So all these things that were in my head, I used to write a, a checklist and just made a checklist and I put a little box next to them so that once it was done, check it off. There we go. That thing's done. Move on to the next one. One thing at a time. Slow, steady progress. Any progress is progress is my motto. Built my self-esteem back up, got into the habit of waking up early, didn't stay in bed all day. What I used to do actually, I would leave before some of these other people woke up that were I wouldn't say were the best influences on me. I'd go to uni every day, eight o'clock I think I did, because that's when some of the labs were open, or it might have been half eight. So I used to go there, get myself sorted for the day. After my lectures finished, or in between lectures, I stayed in the department. Some people, lots of people used to go back home, go to the library. Stayed in my department. Did a lot of reading, which was uh, pretty good for me actually, because, you know, YouTube videos and stuff is fine, but for certain things, just finding textbooks that are using stuff that was that was in the library, using stuff that was in the department. Just read through it, made my own notes, was working on a project, so things were going well, things were back on track. I used to stay on the university campus until at least six or seven o'clock. And when I started getting hungry, I'd go back to my flat, go and cook some food for me, and I'd make some for the day after. So I'd make a bit extra take it with me so I could have it for lunch the next day. Now my final year, we're obviously we've got different supervisors, we're doing different projects at university. And what I really loved was the friends that I made then. We were all in the same boat and I met people that were kind of on the same wavelength as me. They're like, we'll stay at uni, we'll get stuff done, bish bash bosh. And then when we go home, don't have to worry about it. When we go back to our flat, let's forget what we've been doing throughout the day within reason and then we when we wake up again let's just start the day working start doing what we're supposed to and then when we get home that's we get a few hours to ourselves so it was it was great occasionally we did have to stay till late when we were doing assignments and that sort of thing and then that's one of the things that i really do remember because that's when you know who your friends are the people that i was with we would often go i had a car at this point so i'd lost my motorbike but i did get a car we used to go and pick up some takeaways if we had assignments and we used to just be in the library. The library was open 24-7 during exam time. I'm pretty sure it was open to like 10 o'clock or midnight on other times when it wasn't exam time. So we just used to get a takeaway, get our work done, get our assignments done together. It was great. Finished my university stint, got a 2-1, which I'm pretty happy with. A year before I graduated, maybe two years, I wouldn't have expected that because of the situation that I was in. So it was it was literally a dream come true. Uh, something that I skipped over, end of my third year, when things were getting back on track. One of my cousins introduced me to a girl and she lived pretty far away. So I had to, I didn't have a motorbike, so... I got a car. I was pretty good with my finances. I saved up my student loan. I had enough to get a car so that I could visit this lady. Honestly, things were good, but it was my first relationship, first proper relationship. I'd had some crushes. I'd done some very embarrassing things to try and win people over, but it didn't work out. And so this was my first proper relationship. And whilst I was in it, things were, things seemed perfect. Things were really good. It seemed at the time that we would grow old together. In hindsight, there were things that were wrong with it. Uh, after I graduated, started teacher training, and that is when things started to... Uh, there were always flaws, and but when you get closer together, when you start to know them more, you do start to spot things, obviously, and I'm just, I guess I'm glad it ended when it did. There was a lot of grieving. There was a lot of, oh no, I'm never going to find anyone again. I'm giving up on life and all that sort of stuff. It, it does, honestly, it makes you stronger. It makes you learn loads about yourself. It learns, you, I learned so much about my preferences, about things that I enjoyed, things that I liked, things that I was looking for. Looking back, I'm, I'm glad that it ended. It was like treading on eggshells a lot of the time, so mistakes are made on my part as well but you gotta learn from it and you move on final year of uni i was applying for loads of different jobs i don't know how this is acceptable this is such bs but did the application form did the online testing and then they're like we will let you know within a couple of months if 
we're inviting you to do further testing. And I thought, oh my God, I, I'm just gonna have to either apply for more jobs, which at the time I was doing my final year project, it was pretty intense, to be honest. It was, I, was, I wasn't getting more than six hours of sleep each night, especially near the end that, you know, the, I remember weeks during exam time where I didn't get more than four or five hours of sleep every night. And so doing applications was the last thing on my mind, basically, job applications. So, I saw an advert for teacher training, to train to teach physics, and it was something that I'd considered, because I, I do like teaching, and I'm a teacher now, so obviously I, uh, something has kept me teaching, but at the time I thought, all right, I'll do teacher training, because it paid well. It was secure, so I was almost guaranteed to get in, to get onto the teacher training, to train to teach physics. That was a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, got into that, and so as soon as I graduated, made some amazing friends there as well. Some of the, I met someone that is the most similar person to me that I've ever met, just so goofy and so kind of like, you know, trying to be cool, trying to fit in. Oh, it was, it's just, it was so good to finally open up, and we'd all gone through uni, so we didn't give a crap, basically. And we, we were all in, almost in the same boat. We we're all trying to make a difference to kids' lives. And nearly everyone there was just there because they were good people, genuinely good people, humble people. It was a little bit more difficult to see this lady. And that was when I started to realize that I, this relationship wasn't sustainable. But I didn't want it to end because the good times were so good. And the arguments that we had, the disagreements that we had, they were words were exchanged things were said i'm sure i've said stuff that was not the best idea but then again she did as well and there were there were situations when things were said that i thought whoa this is no person in their right mind would say this and it was it was a tough time and it was difficult losing this person but i'm glad it happened because of the friends that i'd made because of people keeping me busy because of work keeping me busy i wouldn't say it was um like a, a, a really disastrous breakup. And I did start to realize that things would be wrong anyway. So it did feel like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. It was good to be back in touch with my friends again. It was good to spend time with people that I'd neglected for lack of a better word. And you'll find out about some of these people and I, I might go into more detail in future episodes. But yeah, it was, it was genuinely, it was a good feeling when I was out of it. And I started talking to other people. I'd, I'd got a job at a school before I'd actually finished my teacher training because I don't want to big myself up but, but there was a bit of a shortage for physics teachers so I wouldn't say I had it the hardest. There are other subjects, other teachers there where there was a bit of a fight they did have to do a bit of looking, do a few interviews before they got a teaching role but I was lucky enough I, I only did two interviews. First one I got rejected. Uh, in hindsight I'm glad I did. I've not heard good things about that school at all. I've, the people that went there have since left that school. Things happen for the best don't they so you have your ups and downs got my job at this school tough few weeks settling in because it was my first proper job because i did teacher training and it was i don't know i must have been like 22 23 at the time the people there were amazing the other teachers there were just so good unbelievably helpful not a bad thing to say about that school at all i made some really good friends however the workload started taking over my life. I'm sure if there's any teachers listening, you're going to think, oh, don't get me started. I would be one of the first five people at the school. The school used to start at half eight and I used to get there at seven or just past seven. And I used to get all my work done, all my printing done, all of my lessons planned, all of my PowerPoints done, everything, all of my experiments that needed doing, I'd practice. I'd get my requisition sheets done. If, if you're a science teacher or teaching any practical subject, I guess, you have to book equipment just to make sure that other teachers don't need it at the same time that sort of thing so it was uh, it was keeping me really busy not many people know this not even my closest friends during this time i met my second partner i'm, I'm not sure my family know about this because i think they had a clue but i didn't tell them because my first relationship was a my parents weren't didn't really know how to handle it i guess that is not their fault but i met someone off a dating app just, you know, of course I, I thought I'd try it out before I, I'd miss out on the chance again. Things seemed to go well. It was actually my first relationship. It was the lady that ended it this time. My second one, it was me that ended it. Um, we dated for no more than six months, I'd say. 
It was it was good while it lasted, but this person was I wouldn't say extroverted, but they were willing to try things that I wasn't, and it, it just wasn't going to work out. We had too many differences that me personally I wasn't willing to compromise, and it's it's just one of those personal preferences. It wasn't I didn't have any bad feelings for this person. Um, one of the regrets I have, you know, is you feel bad ending a relationship because we were. Genuinely, we're both happy in the relationship as well. It was just one of those things where I thought, uh, will I be happy with this long term? And some of, one of the things that I'd learned, one or two of the, quite a few of the things I'd learned about myself from my first relationship, I was thinking, yep, yeah, this person is not meeting them criteria either. So it's best for both people. Don't lead anyone on. Just end things and the sooner the better gives me more time to build myself back up so yeah i ended that one and it was it was okay i guess it could have ended better oh so the workload kept building up so i was starting my second year at this school would you believe it for someone where teaching was my second career choice it wasn't something that i'd set my mind to decided to leave i'd been at, been at that school for just over a year before I left, I'd got in touch with certain supply teaching agencies. They're really good for anyone that's a teacher. If you're in your first year, you're basically getting bottom of the barrel pay. One of the cheapest uh, members of staff at the school if it's your first or second year. So supply teaching, it wasn't a huge uh, financial loss for me. And I was doing, I was saving up. I was doing all right financially. After about a month, the kids knew that I was there to stay. I wasn't giving up because you can't let them win, can you? You can't let the, the little class clown wins so i'm gonna show you who's boss along comes march 2020 we hear about this thing called the coronavirus starting to spread into the uk start of march we hear about it and we hear about how contagious it is and all that sort of stuff no more than a week later after we first heard about it school was closed <laughs> And if you're t supply teaching, you know, you don't get paid if you don't go into school. You go, you get paid for the days that you're working. Things, again, seemed to be a little bit bleak because now I had a mortgage. On top of that, I had bills to pay. I had all these fuel expenses, a car, insurance, all of that to pay for. The team that I was working with, excellent. I have never met more real people, more genuine people. People that you'd get along with, people that would get along with anyone, not just me. And so they tried to help me out. Uh, they said that I could stay in school and I could help out um, kids of key workers or kids that, for whatever reason, were not safe at home. They could come into school and I'd look after them and I was having a great time. But another week or so passed. The school just said, we're going to be closed indefinitely because at this point, the coronavirus was taking over the UK. It seemed like it was going to be a huge, lo uh, loads of losses of life. I got laid off. The, the school basically said to me, we're unfortunately we can't afford to keep any temporary staff so anyone that was there on supply got laid off told we're not going to pay you anymore don't come into school you don't have to do any work the team that i'm working with are still allowing me even though i'd been there about two or three months they have meetings every morning they said yeah we're here for you just come and join us just come and have a chat with us so that we could talk to you uh, just make sure you're okay and I, I respect that so much I, I don't know where i'd be without them i'd probably be in bed till at least midday so that brings me to current day luckily i've been able to get furloughed which means they take the average amount that i was paid over the time that i was working at this school it's not what i was earning before it's not even 80 percent of what i was earning before but it's enough to keep me going more than enough in fact so grateful for that as well right now i'm in my shed at my parents house because i moved back from my own house what would i be doing there on my own i've got a sister a few years younger than me she's at uni but uni's cancelled as well so she's moved back which is quite good fun and it's just good fun being around family again having this company at the start of this pandemic, I was considering what am I going to do after this is all over? Am I going to carry on teaching? I was looking at going into engineering roles. I got one or two interviews, but didn't really follow through with that because I still had my house stuff to take care of, a few things to finish off there. So I was browsing this website. It is a website dedicated to teaching positions. I'm bored. I'm at home. What am I going to do? But just go down a, a rabbit hole looking at which places are offering jobs at the moment so go on there and i see advertisements for quite a few international schools private schools that teach the british curriculum abroad did a few interviews from this very shed that i'm recording in dressed up in my suit and tie and it wasn't a, an easy decision and those that are close to me know that i was asking literally everyone that i knew of what would you do should i do it should i take it and i have at this point accepted a teaching job abroad 
It's a two-year contract. I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about it. I don't think it's sunk in yet. Because of what's going on, I can't get the paperwork done that I need to to start this role. And so it is a little bit frustrating at the moment because I'm chasing up so many people. I'm just doing, I'm almost bashing my head against the wall, calling certain people two, three times and they're still not getting back to me. And it's just one of those things where I don't blame them because of what's going on. Certain places are just closed, they've said. Nope, sorry, we can't help you, we're closed. Call us back when things start opening up again. Certain places are, are saying we're open, but we've got no appointments for the next few weeks. I guess I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to get things moving, try and get out of this shed again, where I seem to be spending a lot of my time just doing not a lot. That's what's coming up in my future. I wouldn't say I would stay in teaching my whole life at this point I've, it's pretty fairly early on in my career but any change is good right any experience is a good experience you either learn that you don't like it or you do like it either way you find something out about yourself right in front of me i've got this little purple a5 booklet that i need to tell you guys about that i mentioned a little bit earlier it's an autograph book that my mum got to me when i was about 10 years old i was leaving my primary school my mum, I don't know where she got this book, but she just gave it to me with a purple pen to match, which unfortunately I've lost. What I initially did when I was at primary school is I got all of my mates, all of my little crew to sign this autograph book and they were all, you know, proper happy because we're all, you know, 10 years old or so and we're all, I'm getting them to do their autograph for me. Got some teachers to sign it, got some friends to sign it and I've kept it with me. Secondary school, I can't remember if I got people to sign it or not, which is, uh, which I'm gonna tell you about in a minute. The A-levels, I don't, again, don't remember if I got many people to sign it. University is where this book made a huge comeback. I remember getting a lot of people to sign it, especially in my first and second year. Loads of people got to sign this autograph booklet. Um, some of them wrote me messages as well. Some of them offered to write messages and I said, yeah, go for it, honestly. Do what you want. That whole page is yours. After university, my PGC, I can't remember if I got many people to sign it. The thing about this booklet is I have never read any of the messages that were written in the booklet. And I've told myself I would save it for a special moment, for a special occasion. I'm going to open up this booklet and I'm going to read the messages. And it is now. I'm going to be moving abroad. And unfortunately, I don't know if I'll be able to take this booklet with me. Obviously, there's a baggage limit. Physical baggage limit, I should say. Um, maybe at some point I'll come back and bring it along. But one of the things that I've learned is live in the moment coronavirus has taught me this you never know what's around the corner so before my parents throw it away <laughs> with me gone i'm opening it up now i'm going to read through it it's a big moment it honestly is one of these things that i've been looking forward to do right so first page i've got i've got some golden stars and i've got some blue dots i don't know where they came from but I do remember giving them out to some people that signed this booklet. Right, first page it says this belongs to, and then my name. <laughs> I've got got a little yellow slip that's, that I wrote. Uh, I wrote a New Year's message on. This was when Snapchat was a big thing. I wrote a New Year's message on it. And I, put it, I remember putting it in a Snapchat. So that's in here for some reason. I have... Another piece of paper folded up. Oh my god, I remember this. A really close friend that I made at university. This was one of those nights during exam time where we were all tired. No one wanted to cook that night, so we went to McDonald's. We had some food, but what we also did is we went to that little kiddie section, picked up one of these drawings, got some crayons, and coloured in this drawing. And the person that coloured it in, I got them to sign it. I've got that as a really nice memory. <laughs> I don't know, I guess some of you will see, think it's insignificant, but for me, that mem this memory is of just really good close friends having a good time together. It, when we finished our little revision session, when we finished our assignments, we, we didn't think about them anymore. So it was just a, a good time where mates were being mates, just chilling, just, you know, talking to each other, being open about things. So I think that's why I kept that. Right, first proper page. All the best, my year six teacher. Such a legend, a really good teacher. He was, looking back now, he was going through a tough time when he was teaching us. And so the first page is of him. Second page, another teacher, Mr. Who was my maths teacher. I was really good at maths when I was at primary school. But then again, all we had to do was add two numbers together. So it was fine. Third page, happy days, I think. 
is what it says and it says it says good luck don't really remember he says have a tremendous life and then his signature that was mr S mrs Again, one of these teachers that I really respect, keep up the good work, Mrs. Good Luck Drew. Mr. This guy's a legend, honestly, he's one of the realest guys I've ever met again. Inspired me to some extent, just to get motivated, just to do things that I'd never done before, because he told me that you don't get your time back, you make the most of it. So here's what he's written. Best wishes to you in your life. May God give you all the happiness and knowledge. Keep up the good values. You are a superstar. And superstar is like a stamp. One of these stamps that you get in your books that says superstar. Mrs. His wrote, good luck, Mr. Mr. Best wishes, work hard and make your parents proud of you. Right now, my dad actually told me that he met this teacher. Been in contact, so I might try and get back in touch with this teacher. Mrs. says, best wishes, Drew. Lots love from Mrs. Mrs. says, good luck, Mr. says, good luck. Mrs. The head teacher says, good luck, Drew. Right, I don't know who... I'm still in touch with this teacher, Mr. Tadruvi, it's been a pleasure to teach you. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you will achieve great things, little did you know. Next page, Mr. S another teacher who is just the most humble, the gentle, gentle guys that I've met. Well done, excellent, don't mess about as much as this year. What? <laughs> Someone's talking sense. Um, enjoy yourself and work hard, Mrs. Good luck at Saw Valley, best wishes, Miss. Best wishes, Miss. All the best, Drew. Such a legend, Mr. K. Drew, you've been an excellent and smashing student. It's been a pleasure to teach you. I'm certain you will do well in whatever you decide to choose in your life. All the best and good luck. I'm moving on to people that I met at university. So, unfortunately, I've. Ah, oh, some of my good mates from secondary school haven't signed this. Some of the friends that I made at, uh, during my A level stage haven't signed this. So, this is someone. I can't believe that this is the first person. I've, I've not been in touch with this person for so long, probably since I left university, but they've signed it. So I'm going to read it out for the first time ever. It says, Dear Dhruv, I remember first meeting you after you ran for treasurer of Hindisok and brought out your juggling skill. <laughs> Shaved some face, showed some true skills there. Good luck with the future. <laughs> this person's name starts with an S. I'm, I'm not going to say their names just in case they don't want me to mention it. But the next person starts with an R. It says, to Dhruv or yo Dhruv. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you, you ran for something. In Hindi sock, you crazy guy, you study physics. Wow. Well, you must be super brainy. <laughs> Good luck for your future and hope to see you soon. This person's name starts with an R. Hope to see you soon too. Oh, oh, this person's name starts with a J. Lived with them in my first year. It says one page is not enough, so skip a few pages for the full instalment. All right. Right, here's another. This person I'm still in touch with. Their name starts with a P and it just says, have a good summer. <laughs> it says a lot about this person. Uh, it, ju it just says, have a good summer, and then they've signed it. Okay, so this is the person that starts with a J. And it says, hey, flatmate Jay here. It's been so nice to get to know you over this past year. Starting off quite shy, you quickly became the third necessary member of this flat. You're kind, funny, and an interesting character from your crazy com cool computer equipment to your unattended, unpatented, for now anyway, cool drinks dispenser. Oh, this is so cringy. Oh, I've probably got an old video somewhere of this drinks dispenser. Sorry, I'm glad it's buried somewhere. Thanks for all those DVD downloads, and I hope to oh, shouldn't have said that. And I hope to get to get more along with a regular catch-up next year. I hope you have a good summer and all the best for the rest of your uni years. Thank you so much for writing that. I, I really appreciate that. That was that was amazing. <laughs> I'm glad I read that at this time. I I hope you're well. When I last spoke to you, when I last messaged you, you were. Um, working for a for a decent company, you had a partner, and I think you were thinking about moving forward in that relationship. I hope it's still going well for you, and I definitely hope to catch up with you soon. If you're listening, can you reply to my text, please? To Joshi, yes, you're not Drew to me. You are Joshi. Haha. <laughs> We've had such a good year 
here's to a couple more and this person's name starts with an s one of the other good mates that i made at uni i think this is my first year right this person's name starts with a h still in touch with this person it's a birthday not too long ago and it says it's been such a great yeah, getting to know you and you've been such an awesome flatmate. I think you're insanely cool and have the coolest ideas and love seeing your cool inventions. Never change and hope we keep in touch. Oh, H, never change. That is, that's something that unfortunately has happened. Um, looking back, yeah, I, I was so much different then. So different back in my first year. Hope to see you soon too. Hopefully when this is all over, I really do hope. To meet up with you again loads to catch up on right this is someone that i met as part of my committee role the thing that i juggled at the that role i didn't get so this was another role that i got on the whole committee of the hall that i lived in it says dear drew it was lovely to work with you on committee you've done a brilliant job hopefully we'll stay in touch next year have a wicked summer see you next year lots of love uh a and it's got a date on it 180614 so ai I follow you on Instagram. I'm, I'm going to send you a message and I'm going to send you a picture of this and see it. Hopefully you're doing well. I think you're doing well, but uh, next person starts with an L. It says, you are my fave flatmate and a legend. The next bit is not appropriate. I know who ex oh, it said, I would something and then you uh, have a great summer. This person's name starts with an L. I don't think I'll follow you on Instagram, but I'm going to have a look. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have Facebook. I gave that up in my third year when I was going through that, that little stint of bad luck that I had. This person's name starts with a J. It says, hi, Drew. Have a great summer and wish you the best with your results. Ah, oh, that's pretty kind. This is my for my second year, I'm, I'm assuming. It says, Drew, hope you have a lovely summer and all the best for next year from E. Hope you're doing well. This person's a uh, legend as well. This person's name starts with an N. If anyone went to uni and lived with me, you know exactly who I'm talking about. The most extroverted person I've ever met. I don't know how this guy was just so open. Never said no to anything. And the weirdest thing you can think of, and he's probably said yes to it. It says, to Drew, have a top summer and enjoy the next two years. Keep smiling and taking snaps. Maybe I followed them on Snapchat or maybe they're talking about my pictures. Ah, oh, this person's name starts with an F. Again, met them on committee. It says to Druvy, hope you have a lovely summer. Enjoy the rest. Lots of love from F. It's really nice of you. Thank you, F. I'll send you a picture of this as well. And then hopefully we can get back in contact. Next person, name starts with an L. Someone that I respect immensely. Someone that I got to know loads on committee as well. Says, dearest Druvy baby, I'm so glad I met you this year, you absolute legend. Are you high on glue? <laughs> oh, that was, that was a meme that went around. <laughs> Have a fantastic summer and I will see you in Freshers. Love, L. Next person starts with an A. Oh, hey there, fancy seeing you here in your room naked. What? This is, this is probably a joke, but... I don't remember. I didn't do anything of this sort. So, I'm so glad that I met you this year. The banter has been ace. Honestly, you could not be funnier. You get my drift. <laughs> this isn't very good for my ego. <laughs> You're so talented with all the media you do. I'm well gel. Can't wait till freshes and I really hope you get drunk at some point. It would be too funny to handle. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I guess up, up until this point, I hadn't been drunk. Lots of love, A. Eh? Right, next person. Oh, such a legend. This is the second most extroverted person I met at uni. Her name starts with an R. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Again, if you went to uni and stayed in the hall that I did, it says, Hey, I haven't known you the longest time. However, you've been a great guy to get to know, and I admire your passion and talent you add to the hall. Wish you all the best, good, best of luck in all your future. You'll do great. I know it. P.S. I was upset. Oh, P.S. I was upset I didn't get a... And then blank. I oh, hope you're well. I really want to know what you're up to, I think. You're a, such a lovely person to get to know as well. Next one is another N. I wonder who this was. It's been a good year. Plenty of memories. Good luck with learning. Unicycle. See you around. Good luck in everything. Yep. So this person's name starts with an N. This person's name starts with a G. I think this was my second year. It says, good luck with your studies and keep up 
the excellent work on committee G. This person's name starts with a P. It says, I hope you have a great summer and a great second year. P, yeah, I hope you're well too. We Unfortunately, we didn't get to know each other too much. I hope you're well. You know, we had some good times, definitely, for sure. Right? <laughs> All right, so now I've finished my uni ones and I'm going back. The next two pages in my booklet are from people that I have known since secondary school. So I guess this is after I finished uni that I got them to sign it. Or maybe during uni. Because this was, um, I think I'm at my second year at this point. So this person, I don't think he'll mind if I say his name. Because he's coming up in a podcast in about the next or the second podcast from this one. It says, Dear Drew Joshi, it has been a pleasure to have met you. The seven years have been amazing and I thoroughly admire and value our friendship. It's worth more than the amount of need VJ. Okay, maybe the need is to make weight. Oh, I don't know. The friendship is a close second. Hope this continues into the forever future. Yes, it will. SK, your resident GP slash surgeon. There's a few things that I... I can't make out your handwriting, I'm sorry, but I'll send you a picture, hopefully we can clear that up. I'm still in contact with this person, so you're going to get to meet him very soon, very shortly. Next person, one of my closest friends, still in touch with him today, messaged him earlier today, as a matter of fact. One of the first people that I met at secondary school, actually, his name starts with an A, he's written, Dear Drew, knowing you has been one of my greatest achievements. <laughs> Come on. I now have the, the want to know others greater than you. However, I feel this would be virtually impossible. I feel I owe Saw Valley College some gratitude towards arranging our classes forms for our meeting. However, I feel this was fate. Amen to that, mate. Thank you for that. Respect. Right, I'm going back to my year at uni. This person's name starts with an N. To my number one fan, you're super amazing. Stay droovy. Can I please have your lock of hair? <laughs> have my signature for when I'm famous. Deirdre, thank you so much for all your help. I already miss you on media. Best of luck in everything you do. Yes. Thank you so much. Hope you're doing well. Ah, uh, all right. So this person's name starts with an R. They've signed it. How will media survive without you? We will miss you so much on committee. Lots of love. Person. <laughs> uh, he, he used to be a warden. Uh, he, he probably still is a warden at the hall that I used to live in. And this was summer and he's written happy Christmas. Love from S. Oh, this is someone else who I worked with. By far the best media rep in the history of ever. We'll always keep my flower. Butler Love V. I really did like working with this person. Such a genuine person, really caring. And um, we got on well because some of the events that this person organised, I was had to attend. Next person's name starts with a K. Sadly, you just miss me being in epic culture, but you were awesome in Freshers. Butler Love. The next person starts with a G. Good luck in the future. Keep taking mug shots. Butler Love G. We should get back in touch. I'm sure I've got your contact details somewhere. Next person, Big T. Ah, oh, I know who this person is. Good luck, Drew, my friend. You're always up for the crack. Keep it flowing, my son. Yours truly, Big T. I hope you're doing well, Big T. Next one is from a B. We love you, Drew. We do. All I want for Christmas is Drew. Hashtag we all love Drew. Yours, B. Next one. Good luck, Drew. Missing you on committee already. I'll represent the Browns well for you. Asian love, J. Hmm. This person's not Asian, the J. <laughs> hope you're well. Hope both of you are well, the B and the J. Next one from M, the only man I've ever seen who can pull off a ponytail. Love you, Drew, from M. Next person, B, you're wicked, man. Love your stuff. You're so committed to your work. Keep it up, man. I'm going to do it in an Essex accent because this person was from Essex. Also, I love the curl in your ponytail. I can't pull curls off. I look too Jewish, but you look rad, love, B. Love B, that was not Essex, was it? Next one, T. Well done for being a fab media rep. Good luck for the future. Also, I hope you keep carrying on the action project because you're an awesome volunteer. Oh, hope she's doing well. Drewby, I love you. Someone is a rubbish replacement. No one can equal you. See you around Butler Day. Love you. Oh, I, want, I really want to know who this was, but they haven't left a name. <laughs> this person's name starts with a B. 
I like your hair. <laughs> They've done a picture. Lots of love. B, I'll never be as good as you. All right, uh, next one. Good luck, Drew. Committee won't be the same without you. From J. Next one, good luck, Drew. It's been a pleasure. All the best. From a T, who is a subwarden. Next one is from a V. It was fun working with you on committee. You were a great media rep. Good luck in the future. It won't be the same without you. Next one's another subwarden. It was good to meet you, Drew. Good luck in your future endeavors. From an S. Next one's an E. Thank you so much for being a great media sec and for putting up with all my posing in all of your photographs. Hope you have a great time for the rest of uni and say hi to me in the street. Love from E. Good luck. Well done this year from K, I think. Starts an initial with a K. Oh, these are so nice. Great being on committee with you, man. Hope all goes well. See you around. This That was an S. This next person, I didn't meet on committee. Next person starts with an A. And this was one of the friends that I made, very extroverted, very much trying to get me to do stuff when I didn't really want to, but I really appreciate that. Wish you all the best, Drew. It's been a pleasure meeting you. You're a great entertainer, but an even greater friend. Lots of love. Aww. Next person's name starts with an S. I have, I'm still in touch with this person. This is actually the same person who I went to McDonald's with and who did that picture that I mentioned earlier. Drew, this is not goodbye, despite me being a fit fit something. You do not get rid of me that easily. You are by, oh, I think it says finalist. Despite me being a finalist, you are not getting rid of me that easily. You are by far one of the coolest people I've met. L laughs, lots of laughs. And I am glad I got to know you. I'll see you again, but I'll something. I'll take this chance to work. Wish you all the best in your graduation. Much love, S. This next person's G. I haven't spoken to this person in a while, but I hope they're doing well. Dearest Drew, it was great to know you, get meet you, get to know you, even though it was the last few weeks we all properly chilled. All the very best for the future, I'm sure. One day you'll be rich and famous. Please remember us then. <laughs> Lots of love, G. P.S. I think this is a great idea. Genius told you you'll be famous. Yay! Am I famous yet? <laughs> Don't think so. Ah, oh, this person's written an awful lot. Again, this person does inspire me because they're, they're the most innocent person I've ever met. They're so extroverted, really open about everything, almost too open, I thought, but again, I, I respect this person for that. And it says, Dearest Ruth, I am way glad to have gotten to know you and even more this year. I'll never forget when you first actually spoke to me and said, if you get a reaction, you... If I get uh, something, you may have to stab me. Oh, if I get a reaction, you may have to stab me. I was like, what? Bless that it has been such a pleasure to know you. You're way too cool for school and I love the... I think it says finger snaps, etc. You do. This relates to one of the Snapchat stories that I did. The mini one is amazing. ATM, we sat here playing charades and joking around, hopefully... This will be a, oh, oh, sorry, I can't read your handwriting, eh? Or other amazing one. This is lots of fun. Miss you loads. When you're gone, lots of love. A, P.S., you, ideas are going to be famous. Hmm. Thank you so much, A. Hope you're doing well. I am going to message you very shortly after this. Next person's name starts with a K. Hey, Drew, I'm super honoured to you a me to write a message in here for you it means a lot plus encourages me to keep following ideas i'm passionate about you strike me as a really kind and thoughtful person keep shining all the best k oh, this person's not signed it it says dear drew we met by chance and a very nice friend of mine you make a lot of people happy including me really glad to have you in my life oh, i wonder who that was my lovely Drew, this person's not left a name, but this person is an M. My lovely Drew, you know I'm not good at this, but I'm trying to write, still thinking, ah, oh, nah, leave it, um, stay in touch. <laughs> someone from my degree has signed it, and someone's written, good luck, Drew, and signed it. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't read the name. Good luck and stay in touch, this is an R. This next person I lived with, I think it was during my final year, 
starts with an L, name starts with an L, Drew. It was a pleasure getting to know you this year. From now on, I'll remember you wherever Tesla releases something amazing or a new Star Wars film comes out. That means my memories of you and our friendship transcends the earth. I wish you all the best and hope to see you in Mars someday. <laughs> Good luck, L. I'm going to visit you soon. You know that, don't you, L? Next one, M. Met this person not too long ago. To Drew, it was an incredible moment meeting you, especially in Butler. I hope you stay well and never change who you are. Good luck for the future. And all the best with any drones, master cards, and future future endeavorments. Peace out, M. Yeah, that was so humbling to read. That was so good. Uh, I think that is the last... It's the last one that I've got, and it was mine from uni. Unfortunately, that means I haven't got the signatures from my PGCE, from my training years. There's a few people that I've missed out for sure. Wow, what a change. <laughs> First part of this podcast, I was talking about how my life's not been perfect. I don't think anyone's has. And now, all these different people, I've, honestly, it's been such a pleasure to get to know, and such a pleasure to have them. Their memories brought back to me, and I encourage you all to do something similar. Or maybe even start a podcast like I'm doing, just to try and kill the time or whatever. But reading all those um, notes that you've all written for me, you wouldn't have written those if you didn't care about me. You wouldn't have just signed it. And I'm not saying those that have signed it maybe don't care about it. It's probably because I told you to sign it. But those of you that have written notes, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, this is going to stay with me forever. I'm thinking I might just scan this autograph booklet so that I've got it forever. I hope you're all doing well, every single one of you that I... I've read out, and also those of you that I've, I'm sorry, but I've not managed to get you to sign it somehow, but I, I really hope you do well. Thanks for listening, and next episode's probably a little bit different to this. Catch you in the next one. Apologies for making this so long, but hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. No hard feelings, just move on to the next one. Cheers, guys. Take care, and lots of love. Stay safe. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Keep doing what you're doing slow progress i know sometimes in these times today i've not really been up to much i've not done a lot but i hope you will find the courage that you need find the bravery find the mental capacity to just try and improve on one little thing every day and in this time what i've been trying to do is i've been trying to keep fit because it's something that i haven't done for ages i haven't gone for a run i haven't and loads of different things but I hope you find peace I hope you find contentment I hope you stay safe keep doing what you're doing keep staying on the hustle staying on the grind and achieve what you're capable of achieve what you want to achieve maybe even surpass that if you just put your mind to it catch you in the next one stay safe